221st episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and I'm here with fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis! Yo, yo! Hello! Hello, how are you? Doing well. Just uh, wrapped up my last little bit of hurricane prep, except for one item. I'm going to go back out tomorrow morning for one more item. and then Weed. No, it's uh, pineapple juice, actually. Got to make those hurricane cocktails, you know? There you go. Yep. There you go. I got all the liquor. I forgot that crucial mixer, though. Yeah. So we have some jungle birds, I think. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. At least while we we can. Hopefully, we don't get it too bad. Want to thank everybody who's reached out. Uh, you know, and concern for us here in Southwest Florida with Hurricane Ian, uh, currently sitting a little bit south of Cuba, but making its way up into the Gulf of Mexico. And we could get scraped. We could get hit. It could uh, avoid us entirely. I'm not not exactly sure. It seems a little chaotic. The uh, track has been shifting around. So uh, thank you to everybody who's checked in on us and, you know, offered us a place to stay and all across the continental United States. Thank yes. you to uh, Joel for sending an email, Blake for reaching out as well, and we hope that wherever Hurricane Ian does land, it doesn't do too much damage. Yeah, Blake one-upping uh, Nabs in the uh, in the Discord who offered us a place in Ottawa, which we know is uh, the capital of Canada. Oh, I shouldn't even uh, say the continental United States <laughs> then. I mean, we've got international. We're international, yeah, baby. Thank you, Nabil. Yeah, so if you have been uh, if you've been living under a rock, there is a hurricane that is expected to get to category four and uh, give Florida a little bit of a walloping. And jobs are starting to plan on closing down. My job will be closed on Wednesday. Schools are closing um, for the next couple of days. Schools, yeah, UCF closed from Wednesday to Friday. So, um, Lee, I'm hoping you and yours are are safe. And if you need anything. I'm here for you, bud. Thank and, you. Uh, Likewise. And I'm sure we're going to get through this fine, but we hope that everyone else does as well. So, yeah, it's funny. It, like we were getting here together to record this and I'm like, all right, just got to knock out this podcast before the hurricane comes. <laughs> 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 just, you know, taking care of business. We'll deal with this hurricane for a couple days and then, uh, well, hopefully just a couple days. Yeah. Fingers crossed. One person who might not be hoping that we do okay we had a uh, what? So the last week or so, week and a half, we've we've been pulling a half-hearted attempt to get some people to add, uh, you know, a review or two uh, to the old uh, to the old Apple Podcasts or wherever yeah. you may listen. We are uh, number one right now in Tunisia on the Apple Podcast. Oh. Did I say number one? Yes, I did not mean that. We are number sixty-one. <laughs> on the Tunisian uh, Apple Podcast chart, <laughs> what a just drop. wishful okay. thinking. Yeah, you know, I was like, "Holy shit!" Um, I mean, number we, one in a country, I'll take it. We fell out of the uh, charts in four other countries, but we're still rocking sixty-one in Tunisia. We only dropped one slot this uh, this month in Tunisia. So, shout out to our Tunisian listeners. Yeah, a night in Tunisia. Um, a gentleman by the name of Brad. Um, came out of the woodwork. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And this gentleman um, had a, a question for us. He says, question. We, we don't need to use his last name. We'll call him Brad from Michigan. I know his. he put his last name out there. Oh, yeah, you can, like you, that, can, you can beep that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Brad, Brad from Michigan. said, 
Question, does this podcast mention nonsense because it is mostly just these idiots talking about irrelevant shit? Buh. <laughs> Buh. That's, that's my reaction. Yeah, I love that you made it into a new uh, a new header for the Facebook page. Well, it's not exactly uh, inaccurate way to no. describe the show, but I think the first part is totally off base. Of course, there's a ton of nonsense on the show. Yeah, there is the literal trivia nonsense, as Elise posted the definition of you know in response to this comment that uh, trivia in- inherently is nonsensical or you know uh, unimportant stuff. Which, you know, uh, some of this, a lot of stuff that we talk about is interesting, but, um, you know, it's not crucial information. It's trivia. We all understand this. I think, I think most people understand this. And then, of Indeed. course, there's uh, just the, uh, the nonsense that you and I get into when we're just, you know, chatting it up. I think that's what he's talking about. I mean, a lot of uh, wonderful people coming to our aid, though. Uh, Kyle Ann coming to our aid. Uh, Joel, Grant, Elise, uh, Evan, uh, All our Taylor. Favorites. So many wonderful people coming to our aid and sticking up for us. And uh, I, I'm still I'm confused and bewildered at someone who would take the time to request to join the No Nonsense uh, Facebook group. And be allowed into the group just to post that. And uh, I did answer him with a one answer reply, which is yes, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, sure. I mean, there's definitely all nonsense. kinds of nonsense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is nonsense right here. Mm-hmm. But uh, but also know. sometimes irrelevant shit, which it, it, like we said is is trivia sometimes, mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. Sometimes we're just chatting. That's so, what you get. Ha ha. ha. Um. You know, to him, and uh, I guess thanks for stopping by. And uh, I don't know if this, I, I'm still kind of—is he someone who listens and was just kind of like trying to be in on it? Um, because when I said yes, he laugh reacted it. So I, I don't know. I don't know what what's going on there, but uh, I had a hearty chuckle. Yeah, maybe it was a, a joke and it fell flat, or uh, maybe he just didn't like it and wanted to like let us know in our in our Facebook group. But we got to be doing something right. It's better than no reaction. Indeed, we indeed. still say five I, stars only, though. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, how about we talk about our uh, week at trivia? Ooh, that sounds wonderful. Were you reading that off a teleprompter? <laughs> It sounded a little no. robotic. <laughs> I don't think you think that sounds wonderful. I think you no, were no. Uh, blowing smoke up my ass. Uh, no, no, oh, I uh, right. I do think it is. I do think it is wonderful. Okay, good. Quiz number four hundred fifty-seven. We had that at Point E Bell Brewing Company last week. It began with three teams: Team Yikes, Greg Shaved, and Fantastic Four over Four, tying for the lead. In round two, Greg Shaved pulled ahead, but fell only two points short of preventing Yikes from capturing the victory. Team Yikes ending in first place at quiz number 457 with 121 points. Very Mm. high score winning score there. Uh, Greg shaved in second with 119 points and Silverbacks in third with 97 points. That is a smaller team made up of some members. Mally Rules. Uh, You might remember them from some of our 
top score segments in the past. Quiz number mm-hmm. 458 at Ollie's Pub began with As You Wish, pulling slightly ahead of just the tips and the rest of the group, maintaining their momentum into round two, which also saw Tropical Disturbance Mildred picking up a lot of ground. Uh, and water? I don't know. Anyways, so maybe that's, that's a, uh, Brad from Michigan level joke right there. Ultimately, it would be As You Wish who would end our quiz in first place with 91 points, just the tips in second with 79 points, and Mitch in third with 72 points. Uh, Mitch has been playing solo at Ollie's the last couple of weeks, uh, so we've got another man in the line of Seth, you know, coming Uh-oh. out and trying to take on the room. Uh, not doing too bad this week. He was uh, biggest learner of the week before, and he expected, I think, to to pull in last place again this week. But no, 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 no. He made it into no, third no. place. He was surprised yeah. at how well he did. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Mark. How did your teams do at Nice Guys Pizza Trivia this week? Uh, they went well. Uh, we had uh, Fletcher, Kristen, and Jamie out again. I could get used to this. Ah. Playing under the uh, name Ron DeSantis Human Trafficked Me and All I Got Was This Lousy T-Shirt. Uh, winning the story first for and some second people. round. Yes. Yeah. Um, with uh, 14. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was just going to say I want to thank uh, Kristen and Fletcher. Uh, we got a very nice sympathy card from them. Our uh, family pet by you passed away recently. Oh, and, God. Uh, how do we not we, mention? We lost a legend. Yeah, so, you know, we miss him a lot, but um, you know, he was an amazing dog, and he gave us many, many years of his life. I think he was uh, maybe around two when I adopted him, and so he was probably around uh, fifteen or sixteen when he passed. He uh, passed at home naturally. The whole thing happened in less than eighteen hours, and damn. Uh, yeah, we miss him, you know. He's a great dog. He was the uh, first living creature to ever hear the No Nonsense Trivia theme song. I demoed it for him when I was working on it. And uh, he was <laughs> sleeping, and his his little legs were kicking, and I knew I had something going there. I was like, oh, yep. he's, he's dream dancing right now. He was, but, uh, he was playing keyboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> keyboard dog. Playing the synth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, RIP Bayou, and thank you again, uh, Kristen Fletcher, for the uh, for the card. And uh, everybody else who's reached out as well. They are such I know you sweeties. did too, Mark. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I've known you for a long time, friend, and I remember when you got Bayou, and you were you and Bayou were chilling up in uh, Tallahassee when I'd come up and visit. Yeah. I uh, got many, many great memories uh, making a lot of Bayou puns. There's a can picture I, can of I get you. Bayou? And, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> There's a picture of you and past guests, Mike and Andrew and Luke, all holding Bayou. Like he's uh, like yes. some kind of like model. <laughs> Let's go exploring and featuring Bayou. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. The aforementioned uh, Fletcher and Kristen along with Jamie uh, in Ron DeSantis human traffic to me. And all I got was this lousy t-shirt uh, winning the first round with 14 points, winning by one point. The second round with 26 points. However, they were not able to hold on for the last round. No! Ronald Reagan's grave is a gender neutral bathroom oh. winning the final round with 62 points. And on Zoom, you're going to be shocked to know, Whiskey Tango, 94 points, uh, winning the entirety of the evening. Whiskey Tango, yeah, was also actually just in uh, uh, Sporkle 
SparkleCon. Uh, yeah. Yes. And said she was going to, Lisa said she was going to be singing our praises while there. Uh, oh, so my we gosh. Appreciate thank you. It. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sure she was all warmed up from trivia from playing Sporkle games and quizzes oh, all, sure. all weekend. So. Uh, or wait, that was before. No, yeah, that yeah. that, that yeah. was on their so way my out. Trivia, my trivia, my trivia warmed her up for Sporkle. Kind okay, of. right on. Very yeah. good, very good. If you missed it and you'd like to join us for trivia soon, got a couple opportunities lined up for you. Wednesdays we're live at Point E Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida, for no nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes and to suggest categories for next week's quiz we always take your category requests write custom questions for you and to enjoy tasty tasty food by our weekly Mm. food vendor this month i think this is our last time uh, for the month anyways uh, i'm sure i'll be back soon fat thor smash burgers at pointy bell brewing company 7 30 p.m Wednesday. Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, which can be spent on records, beer, t-shirts, comic books, and more. You can also suggest categories for each week's quiz at Ollie's Pub. That's every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. in Cape Coral. And, of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. However, this week in particular, due to the storm, uh, Mark, I think you mentioned that Nice Guys Pizza is going to be uh, closed on Wednesday. Um, so that, yeah, that's only right now, only for people that are listening to this early. If you're listening to this on our normal Friday release schedule, this is in the past. Don't worry about it. But if you're planning to come out tonight to nice guys, um, you're, you're going to want to check online. It's going to be online play tonight uh, mm-hmm. on Zoom. So find Nice Guys Pizza Trivia on Facebook. There's a group there. You can uh, find the link there or even in the show notes of this episode. I'll make sure that the uh, the link goes in there as well for Mark's Trivia on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Uh, live from virtual Nice Guys Pizza. Indeed. And Saturday, October 22nd at 6 p.m., we're doing a Game of Thrones pub quiz at mm. Point Bell Brewing Company. Raise your banners and test your knowledge of Westeros and beyond. Saturday, October 22nd, 6 p.m. Pointy Bell Brewing Company, Fort Myers, Florida. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you? That was so discordant. Yeah, is that going to include a hurricane? Uh, is that going to include hot D? Yes, it will. It's going to mm. be a mostly Game of Thrones, just because there's so much more trivia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there's many more seasons of that. But we are going to include some House of the Dragon stuff because it is the we're having it the night before of the series finale or season Ooh, finale. Yeah, so it's going to be a hot time for Hot D House of the Dragon, and uh, yeah, we're going to have some uh, some trivia from that in there as well. I've already started writing it. Um, very excited. Got uh, Hot D. Yeah. And we will have, uh, if you've been to our themed trivia, some teams I know have only come out for trim- themed trivia and haven't joined us in the middle of the week on Wednesdays when we're we're there. Um, we are getting new seats at Pointing Bell. There's going to be even more seating uh, by probably, I think, about 30%, 33%, a third more 
uh, seats available. There's going to be uh, more booths and uh, high tops along the wall, and they're reconfiguring the uh, picnic tables in the center of the room to be, uh, I think, high tops there as well. So uh, we're going to have even more room. Our last couple trivia events have been totally filled. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if we get even more players out now. So Damn. shout out to uh, Pointy Bell for taking the plunge on that. It's got to be scary to have all that work being done right before a hurricane might hit. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. So, yeah. Think of us. Give us your thoughts and prayers. We won't turn them away. We'll take uh-uh. them. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's take a little break and then uh, we'll come back with our first round of trivia. Oh, yeah. Lee, I got a question for you here, friend. We're back, by the way, in case you don't know. Here's a question for you. Are you ready? Lay it on me. The State Hermitage Museum, the largest art museum in the world by space, is located in what country? The State Hermitage Museum? Yes. Hmm. The State Hermitage Museum. And it's the largest uh, museum by space. Largest art museum by space. You're talking like the uh, area of like the floor plan. Like it's yeah. like the largest square meters That's or it. feet or whatever. That's um, the one. Hmm. I'm going to guess Russia. Russia has a lot of big things. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously they love the state. And Hermitage sounds like, uh, I don't know what that is. I'm assuming it's like to be hermetic and like self-isolated, but I, I don't know. Um, but maybe that's, I'm assuming it's its English translation. So I'm going to go, go with Russia. That is correct. All right. Great job. Thank you. Yes. Um, it was uh, founded in 1764. Hmm. Wow. Um, when Empress Catherine the Great acquired an impressive collection of paintings from a yeah. Berlin merchant. And uh, the place is gigantic. It is fucking ludicrous how big it is. Yeah. And um, obviously there is a, a ton of like, you know, art appreciation within Russia for, you know, centuries and centuries. So it doesn't surprise me. By the way, real quick, yeah. uh, another interesting fact. Sure. Um, there is a movie called Russian Ark. Have you ever heard of this movie? No. It is uh, done all in one take, and it was filmed at the Russian uh, State Hermitage Museum in 2001. 96-minute long movie um, done on Steadicam uh, and done in one take. That's cool. It is cool. Fashion is my first uh, category for you, Mark. Fashion. What model of Ray-Ban sunglasses were first made famous by James Dean and Andy Warhol before Tom Cruise boosted their popularity after wearing them in Risky Business? 
What model of Ray-Ban sunglasses were first made famous by James Dean and Andy Warhol before Tom Cruise boosted their popularity after wearing them in Risky Business? I'm not 100% sure. I'm not much of a fashion guy, but I believe you're talking about the aviator, aviator glasses. No, I'm sorry, Mark. That was a popular wrong answer. If I had said the movie Top Gun... Uh, that might be more correct, but I don't know that James Dean and Andy Warhol uh, ever sported aviators. Maybe a couple now, different actors. Yes? Oh, I will say that, you know, I did think it was like the thick-rimmed black at first glasses, but yes. I don't know what the hell those are called. So, ah, Well, you're going to find out right now. They're called Wayfarers. Oh, those are Wayfarers, yes. huh? Yes. I've heard of that before, but I did not know that's what they were. Wayfarers. I learned something valuable today. There you go. Yeah, aviators and wayfarers are definitely the two most iconic uh, models of Ray-Ban sunglasses. Huh. And both, uh, I guess Tom Cruise is just an appreciator of Ray-Bans or or something. Or maybe they just love uh, product placement. (laughs) His palms greased a little bit by Mm Ray-Bans. Yeah. Here's another question for you. Which president pardoned Richard Nixon? Hmm. Hmm. Who came after Nixon? Hmm. Was it Gerald Ford? Ronald Reagan? Jimmy Carter was after Reagan. Gerald Ford, I think, was before Reagan. And I think he might have been after Nixon. Am I missing a Democrat in between? I don't know that I am. Okay, so if it was pretty immediate, I don't know that it would be immediate, but if it's Gerald Ford, another Republican, you know, they're buddies, basically, so I could see that happening, but I could also see uh, maybe, did he get pardoned later? He had to be pardoned pretty quickly. Otherwise, he would have gone to jail, and I don't think he he went to jail. I think it was, uh, um, you know, some other folks that took the fall for that. Um, I will go with Gerald Ford. That is correct. Yes. Now, Gerald Ford, and um, and I, I don't know if I should be yesing that, but <laughs> I'm glad I got it right. Yeah, little, that was what the yes was for. <laughs> a little strange. Joe Ford, yeah, you rock, dude. Sick. Oh my god, I'm so pumped that you fucking pardoned Richard Nixon. <laughs> that rules. Uh, now you did mention Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter did not come after Ronald Reagan. Both of them were before. Uh, before Carter Ronald was Reagan. before Reagan. Yes. Uh, so Reagan was the rea- the reaction to Carter's. Uh, Gerald inefficacy Ford. during perceived inefficacy during the Iran Contra or Iran hostage crisis, right? And Jimmy Carter, his, then then Gerald or Ger- mm-hmm. Gerald Ford, then Jimmy Carter, then Ronald Reagan. Got it. Okay. George Thank Herbert you. Walker, Bush, etc. Right, Bush, right after Reagan. Okay. Thank you for refreshing my memory. You got a good job. Those were early years for me. Yeah. I should know better. I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't shrug that off. I've got my own uh, presidential question for you. Okay. The White House Plumbers, a covert White House task force created to prevent the leaking of classified information, was organized under what U.S. president? 
the White House Plumbers, a covert White House task force created to prevent the leaking of classified information, was organized under which U.S. president? Jesus, it could be fucking any of them. But I got to think of, like, when there was plumbing. When was plumbing big? 1776, was there plumbing? I don't know. People emptying fucking pots of shit over their fucking balcony. (laughs) I do want to emphasize this is a covert task force created to prevent the leaking of classified information. Yeah. I mean, covert sounds relatively newer, but classified information? I mean, yeah, imagine there's classified information during, like, World War One for sure, but I mean there were war- wars and shit before that that would probably be classified. Maybe they just didn't call it classified. We were too dumb to classify stuff. We're just like I don't fucking know. Does anybody can have it? No, they had they had their secret channels and encryptions. I'm sure mm. military intelligence existed during that time. You really thought that covert shit was going to be enough of a hint. Well, it sounded like you were sussing for a second about actual plumbing. No, no, so no. I, I, I just, okay. You're like, when was plumbing a thing? No, but, but I, oh, I see. Cause they have to have the reference. Right. Yeah. Ah, I got you now. All That's right. that. <laughs> First, we have to know I what the see fuck what a plumber you're is. Fair enough. I won't get involved in your sus. My bad. Reminds me of when Zach Alphanakis uh, was, uh, whatever his name was, Nathaniel Hornblower, whatever, and he goes up to the microphone and says, is this thing on? What is this thing? (laughs) It's the microphone. It's like, I wouldn't have any fucking concept as to why I should speak into this. I don't know what I should do with it. Um, Hither T, hither (laughs) T. I think that's in the Comedians and Comedy documentary. You can see that character. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be Hither. That's it. <laughs> um, I, I mean, classified information. What World War One, World War Two, um, or did they have something else? I, there's class. Well, so we know there's classified information when it comes to Vietnam. We know that there's classified information with regards to like. Uh, you know, all those weird fucking things, uh, like those different projects they were doing on people and shit. I, I don't know, man. Teddy Roosevelt, I'll say. No, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. You're not sorry. The answer is Richard Nixon. Oh, son of a bitch, of course. <laughs> How fortuitous would it, or how perfect would it have been if we'd gone in opposite order and I asked my question first and then you were, you could segue into yours, but it just so happens that I had, it's funny that we had two Nixon related questions right next to each other. You know, I was, I was thinking like, the other day about how we still have never asked the same question on mm-hmm. a podcast. And I keep thinking as, as time goes on, we just have to, at some point mm-hmm. have asked the same question at some point it's going to happen. Yep. For the this love is of close. Christ. There's a flirtation here. Indeed. Indeed. Um, well, uh, here's another question for you. In what decade was the term First World War first used? 
So I know that uh, the first World War was originally called the Great War until World War II started. And uh, how long? The question is how long until after World War II, which wrapped up, I believe, in the forties. Did they start referring to the Great War as the First World War? It's like, when did they recognize that the conflict that broke out w- was actually a Second World War? Was that in the 40s or was that in the 50s? Did it take a while? Or did they have some other name for the conflict for a while? Did world, was World War II referred to something as something else? Not a World War for a long time. Could it be like the 60s or 70s? This is a good question, and it might even be a great question if the answer is surprising. But either way, I like this question. Thank you. I think you're asking it because it's interesting. I I don't think it's going to be the 40s. It might be the 50s. It might be later. But for my safe answer, I'm going to play it safe, and I'm going to go with the 50s. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. The 1930s, 1939. What? 1939. They jumped on it real quick. They were on it real quick. Okay. September of 1939, the first time they referred to the First World War as the First World War. They're like, this shit's going to be a world war. But now we got to find some way to differentiate because we already had a world war mm-hmm. germany's up to their old bullshit war too yeah they could have i guess <laughs> great war t-o-o it's like a look who's talking sequel oh no <laughs> look who's warring <laughs> all right uh my third question for you mark is about cars Automobiles question. Well, cars specifically. Mm -hmm. In the 70s and 80s, and during a brief time period in the early 2000s, the Volkswagen Golf was known by what animal's name in the United States and Canada? In the 70s Mm. and 80s, and during a brief time in the period time period in the early 2000s the Volkswagen Golf was known by what animal's name in the United States and Canada? Rabbit. That's correct. Yes, finally I got one. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Sorry. I couldn't edge myself anymore <laughs> getting all this shit wrong. <laughs> That's okay. I had to fucking I had to say it quick and in a hurry. Fair enough. You got oh, it. I was so scared I wasn't gonna get one this round. Christ almighty. Okay. Well, that's three and three. That is three and three, and that means, guess what? It's the end of the first round. And that means, guess what? We're gonna take a break. And that means, and guess what? We got some miscorrections. Oh, we got some no notes. We got all of the above. We'll be back with them in just a moment. Oh. We also have a second round of trivia. Back. 
back and it's time for some missed corrections and no notes. Mike C. Mm. Thank you so much for the theme. What a jammer. I love yeah. bringing back some of those old bad boys. I picture you going into a big room with four discs of the different <laughs> different songs people have sent you. Brush one off and it's mm-hmm. all dusty and you're like, and like all this dust comes off and you place the compact disc in the player and it goes. Ah, yes, a simpler time. Yeah, thank you for sending that in, Mike C. Um, and thank you to our listeners who have sent in miscorrections and no notes. Ed Sikals, uh noting that the Honey Smacks Frog is not called Smacks Frog, it's called Diggum Frog, which yeah, I didn't oops. know at one point, but I just uh, defaulted to that. thought it sounded weird when it came out, but I was like, I'm probably right. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, and I was not. Yeah, Samoa and America, American Samoa are different. They are different. Uh, one is a country and one is a uh, American uh, territory. So just wanted to clarify that because I said that Samoa, they use the dollar in uh, Samoa as their currency. They don't use it. They use the dollar in American Samoa, mm-hmm. which is a totally different piece of land. Not Samoa, Samoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a couple just like during my sus on your question about the John Irving uh, uh, book that turned into a movie that won some awards. I put out a bunch of like other stories. I was like, that's John Irving. That's John Irving. None of them were John Irving. None of them. Uh, Andre Dubu wrote the short story that the movie in the bedroom was based on. What's mm. eating Gilbert grape was not a John Irving. Anything. It was a book by Peter hedges that uh, he also wrote the screenplay. So that's totally okay. Peter Hedges, the movie and the book. And <laughs> through and through. John, the Constant Car- Gardener, also not John Irving. I, did, I do think that I like retracted that a little bit, but that's John LeCar's 2001 novel of the same name, The Constant Gardener. There was, I think, on Quizzle or something or somewhere, there was a trivia question like one or two or three days later about a John Irving book, and I thought of you. And ah. it was so funny because I was thinking to myself – Lee would probably know this. He knows all this fucking John Irving shit, but it turns out you know fucking nothing about John Irving. (laughs) I don't. I don't. And uh, uh, A Widow for One Year, that movie was not called A Widow for One Year. It came out in the mid-2000s, not 1999, like the Cider House Rules, which was the answer to your question. Um, That movie was called Cellar Door, which is Mm. a, a phrase that is repeated throughout the book. So. That's the John Irving miscorrection update. Also, we were talking about um, Flint in Bic lighters and wondering about that, if uh, oh, yeah. Bic lighters have Flint in them. They have uh, material called ferrocerium. Ferrocerium? Ferrocerium. They have ferrocerium in them, which is referred to as Flint for short, but is mm-hmm. technically uh, not Flint. Flint is just okay. the nickname that it has because close the fucking of what it people does. call it Flint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to clear that up. And uh, yeah, let's see here. We got a, a nice email here from uh, Sarah Ritz. Sarah writes, hi, Mark and Lee. Hi. <laughs> I've really been digging the podcast lately. I always Mm -hmm. love the cast, but it's just been hitting different lately. Maybe it's because I've known an unusual amount of answers. Well, there's a humble brag for you. Mm -hmm. Parentheses here. I blindsided myself by instantly knowing the answer to the Pittsburgh sports team's color question. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. 
or maybe it's because y'all have been extra on point lately. Thank you, Sarah. Whatever it is, thank you and keep up the excellent work, my dudes. During a sus on episode 213, it was said that MIA is from India. She was actually born in London to Sri Lankan parents. From the age of six months to 11 years, she and her family lived in Sri Lanka, only to return to London as refugees of the Sri Lankan Civil War. Okay, thank you for that, Sarah. Uh, she continues here. Speaking of families, I was so excited to hear this question from Lee about Dennis Wilson and Charles Manson. Wanted to add a little more context to their relationship. Wilson was attracted to Manson and the family because of the girls, sex, drugs, and carefree lifestyle they embodied. But as time went on, he began to fear the group more and more, especially Manson himself. In their book, Helter Skelter, Vincent Bugliosi and Kurt Gentry describe Wilson's relationship with Manson, quote, in the late spring of 1968, Wilson had twice picked up the same pair of female hitchhikers while driving through Malibu. The second time he took the girls home with him. The girls, Ella Joe Bailey and Patricia Krenwinkle, stayed a couple of hours, mostly talking about this guy named Charlie. Wilson, and, um, is that the end of the quote here? I think this might still be from the book. Wilson had a recording session that night and didn't get home until 3 a.m. When he pulled into the driveway, a strange man stepped out of his back door. Wilson, frightened, asked, are you going to hurt me? The man said, do I look like I'm going to hurt you, brother? Must be a big Hulk Hogan fan. He then dropped Indeed. to his knees and kissed Wilson's feet, obviously one of Charlie's favorite routines. When Manson ushered Wilson into his own home, he discovered he had about a dozen uninvited house guests, nearly all of them girls. They stayed for several months, during which the, t- the time the group more than doubled in number. <laughs> the, ex- the experience Dennis later estimated cost him about $100,000. Besides Manson constantly hitting him up for money, Clem, a member of the family, demolished Wilson's uninsured Mercedes-Benz by plowing it into a mountain. Wilson said he liked the, quote, spontaneity of Charlie's music, but added that, quote, Charlie never had a musical bone in his body. He didn't have any trouble with Charlie until August 1969, after the Tate murders, when Manson visited him, demanding $1,500 so he could go to the desert. When Wilson refused, Charlie told him, don't don't be surprised if you never see your kid again. Yikes. Okay. End quote. This is, I think, <sighs> Sarah resuming here. It was well known that Manson wanted to be a famous musician but lacked the talent. He and the family would sing and play music and like to invite folks like Wilson and his music industry friends to listen to them play, hoping to land a recording deal. Manson was such a massive fan of the Beatles and believed he was just as talented and deserving of musical success as them. He was especially obsessed with the White Album, Helter Skelter. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn more about Manson, the family Helter Skelter is a great place to start. I highly recommend chaos by Tom O'Neill. If you want to dig deeper into the uh, fallacies brought forth in Helter Skelter and have a curiosity to learn more about the various CIA programs with tar- which targeted the U S counterculture during the 1960s. It's a fantastic mind blowing read. Take care and uh, stay well, Sarah. XO, I once Sarah. had the distinct pleasure of feeding Sarah a grape. At a bar. Sounds like a great time. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. We were talking, I I don't know if it was off mic or if it made it into the bonus episode. I might have edited it into one of our recent like uh, 90s music quiz, but it was around the time that we recorded that. I was talking about the uh, Laurel Canyon uh, conspiracy theory. 
Remember yeah. about like how mm-hmm. all the counterculture was started by the CIA, basically like Jim Morrison's yep. dad was like a, a naval admiral or something along those lines. It was involved in uh, very into belly buttons. <laughs> was he? Well, naval. Oh, dad, you I'm like the, the back belly jokes. button. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, uh, and Zappa. I mean, that's that's a uh, that's a famous conspiracy theory. But this uh, sounds like maybe it's I, I don't know. Chaos by Tom O'Neill. That's a book recommendation here by Sarah. Uh, fascinating stuff, though. Either way, and we have a uh, no note uh, miscorrection here in our voicemail box. Mark and Lee, what's up? My name is also Mark. I live in New York, Pennsylvania, Damn. and this is a miscorrection because the former capital. Of the United States and home of the weightlifting Hall of Fame. It's not New York. It's York, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to point that out. I was listening this morning and just happened to know it. I don't know how you guys jumped to New York. Um, I was very disappointed. Just kidding. Just kidding. Love your <laughs> show. See you later. God, yes. I love a fucking. I can't tell you guys how much it warms my heart. Look, I mean, we'll take the miscorrections and the no-notes however they come. Obviously, we're just happy to have you. But damn, I love hearing someone's voice and someone saying, my name is Mark, and you're a fucking idiot. How do you get to be such a dweeb? And you say (laughs) New York when it's actually York. What the fuck's wrong with you? And that's a fair question, Mark. Yeah, the answer is, uh, you know, we're writing the questions. And I think you glance down and you see York and your brain fills in the pattern and just says, oh, this is probably New York. Mm, and, and it's y- not. You know what happens when you assume. Yeah, it makes an ass out up. of you and me. But really, it's just us oh. that, that look like the ass. But yeah, you're absolutely right, Mark. You're right to be disappointed. This is Mark with a K, by the way. Well, I don't know. Actually, this is it was audio. So we don't know. It could be Mark. Yeah. see the Google transcript put a K and of that might be a did. problem. That might be a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. Either way, thank you for calling in, Mark. Not you, Mark, the other Mark. Um, we also heard from Peter Skelton on Facebook. Peter uh, writing... Um, Perfect last name, by the way, for October coming up here. Yeah. I'm sure he gets this a lot, but <laughs> that last name spooks me out pretty bad. If he has a uh, Twitter, he should just put a little E like in parentheses for the month of October in his name. Yeah, his like, last name is spelled the, like This is Red the month Skeleton. I get to be Peter Skeleton. <laughs> yeah, just throw it in there. I'm sorry, Peter. I'm sure you get that all the fucking time. Hi, guys. I'm in the middle of a binge of the entire run of the no-no. I'm around episode 98 and 99 right now and haven't heard this as a missed correction no-note. So here it goes. A question was asked about the record held by astronaut Gene Cernan, and the answer was that he was the last person to set foot on the moon. There was some debate as to whether this constitutes a record or it's more of an achievement slash notable fact. I like uh, achievement. Um, it is, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, it's a notable fact as well. Calling it a record, I mean, I guess a record it has kind of the um, insinuation that it's, um, I guess, like a number that could be broken or some kind, something like that. But is it not a record? Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like it is because when you're just, uh, 
he was just doing what was expected of him and he happened to be he happens to be the last person to step foot on the moon so it's well it's not about that it's like okay like if i step on into my bathroom and then i walk out of it i'm like i hold the record for the most person most recent person in my bathroom you don't you don't get to like just go somewhere without like well, Mark, it's the moon. It's thing. not your bathroom. It's the moon. No, I know. But I mean, like, what, what, I, I don't know. It just feels like it just doesn't feel. I think it being the moon is what makes it notable. It's you know notable. I mean? Yeah, it's notable. Mm-hmm. But a record? No, I, I don't. I don't see it as being a record. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like he said, I, I think that it is like a thing of note. And it is definitely like an important thing. Yeah. Um, but to call it a record, just say that it's, you know, you're one of fucking how many people that have been on the moon, period. Do you really have to say you have a record because you were there? You're gonna make fucking Elon well, I don't, Musk I don't fly know. his dumbass up there just to say, <laughs> I have the whole I got the world record. Yep, Lance Bass, William Shatner, one of them guys. I guess not even a world record at that point any well, yeah, I guess still the world, huh? It's our but world. the universe record. You could say it. I mean, as far as we know. That can't world be verified would be on America, right? Not outside of America. Do we own the moon? Is the moon the Wait, world? I'm confused. What? Not not America, <laughs> okay. but the world. Guinness, right? I'm Is it by their standards? Mind. They ha- they're the ones that I, I mean. It's been a few. Uh, let's see here, ninety eight, episode ninety eight, ninety nine. When we talked about this, that was a while ago. So I'm Oof. not exactly <laughs> I'm not exactly sure uh, what the what the context was. But I feel like a re- like it's a written record. Like it's a it's a notable fact that is recorded, and if it can be broken, if somebody goes and and breaks it, it it breaks the record. You know, somebody takes it. So I. I can justify it, I guess. But if you have an opinion on this, uh, you know, let us know. Peter made a Facebook post in the uh, face, or he made a post in the Facebook group, so you can go leave a comment there. We'll read it. Uh-huh. Let us know. There you go. Uh, Peter continues, though. However, Gene Cernan does actually hold an unofficial record. I like this. He doesn't like the other thing as being an official record, but he's got an unofficial record that he wants to tell. Let's see what Peter says here. (laughs) Set whilst on the moon, he is the person to achieve the highest speed while driving the lunar rover. So he holds the land speed record on the moon. This has a caveat as it wasn't run in opposite directions on a measured stretch of track and is not technically independently observed. But I thought this would be of interest. Well, I don't know, man. Sounds a little flimsy now that you mention all those other things. I was willing to buy into it. Um, I, I liked it, but now I, I don't know if I can use that. Now it's not independently verified. Who says? Mm-hmm. He says. Don't they have technical like instruments that can read that? You know those the speeds and. I'd be wondering. Right? He was like, "Whoa, he slow like down, Pete!" It. He's like, "Oh, oops, mm-hmm. uh, where are you going, Pete?" I guess it wasn't working. I don't know what happened. Bring that rover back here, Pete. Oh, he's going fast. damn pete no one's ever gone that fast on the moon before yeah oh my gosh no one's fucking been on the moon (laughs) and peter uh sorry we missed your email peter wrote us an email uh, a short while ago he wrote hi mark and lee i love the podcast i have rated it the mandatory five stars only thank you so much please And am working my way through the back catalog. As a lover of trivia and of The Office, I come to you with a proposition. I will sign up for a year of team captainship level contribution on your Patreon if I can guest on an episode and have you ask me your Office trivia questions. 
I do have other no notes and such for y'all, but I'll, I will keep this message brief. Cheers, Peter. Mm. Ah, interesting mm, proposition mm, mm. there. Well, I, I, I don't think Lee, uh, I think other people have mentioned this before. This is not a pay to play model. Um, you know, we don't want people thinking they can, uh, you know, pay to be on the podcast. It takes a little bit more than that. Uh, I would say that Peter has already shown himself to be a knowledgeable young lad and, uh, I would be fine with having him on, but you needn't, uh, you needn't pay to be on. Now, of course, we'd be more than happy to have you, uh, be whatever level you'd like to sign up for. I'm not going to turn away anyone's money. But uh, we also, we uh, you know, this isn't some kind of extortion. This isn't some kind of racket <laughs> where you've got to pay to be on or because you pay, you get to be on. Um, so that this can is definitely be more of a Michael discretion. Scott move than a Jim Helper move. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the proposition. Well, yeah, Absolutely. but we, we thank you, Peter. And, you know, hang out on the uh, Facebook group or if you want to get on the Discord, um, you know, once we get to know you a little bit, you know, the, the invite might come. That's usually how Absolutely. we do it. Um, yeah. But thank you so much for, for your email and your, of course, any other no notes or miscorrections that you might have. And that goes for the rest of you, too. You can email us at nononsensetrivia@gmail.com or give us a call at 1-929-356-6966 or find us on social media. And if you have yet to do so, be like Peter and take a mo- moment, a moment, to leave us a, a rating and a review. On Apple, Podchaser, Good Pods, Spotify, or wherever else you might find our podcast available for rating or review. This motherfucker said that we've displaced his other podcasts. He's been pushing his other podcasts to the side to <sighs> listen to the No Nonsense Trivia podcast. You'll love to see it. We must be pretty good. <laughs> That's all I can I say. Mean, if we're pushing other something. podcasts out of the way. I mean, for I'm people that good. love trivia and people that... I feel like we we hold a special place for people who love trivia but also don't love stuffiness. You know? Yeah. yeah. We keep it loose. That's not to that's not throwing shade at other trivia podcasts. I've been known to listen to them. There's a lot of great stuff out there, but uh I, I like to think that we do something a little bit different here for the most part. So we're the no no. Just what we do. We're the no no. Hey, I don't yeah. know any different. hey hey all i can do is be me yeah uh sometimes we can be other people too though (laughs) just you know you know what i'm talking about all right (laughs) all right hey there he is (laughs) don't tempt my brother Uh, see, this is why I tell people to listen from the beginning, because they hear that yeah. and they go, what the fuck is going on? But if you used to listen back in the day, you know. You, you, you know exactly <laughs> what we're doing here. All right. Uh. <clears throat> also, uh, in our Facebook group, Aaron Dyer, Dyer posting some interesting map trivia about Ju- Japan's unique encompassing of Korea, extending north, south, east, and west. I love that kind of trivia. Yeah, yeah. That's that, my favorite I, kind of I geography tri- trivia is uh, when it's like, what? North, south, east, and west? Boom. Mm-hmm. It's it's so fascinating. I was like looking at these little islands. I'm like, little fuckers just got you going just enough west. Yep. It's kind of like the uh, the trivia f- uh, fact. If you're in Stamford, Connecticut, and you move north, south, east, or west, where do you end up? What In what state is the next one that you end up? Do you mm-hmm. know that one? Um. 
I know I know this. One more time. If you're in Stamford, Connecticut, and you travel directly north, south, east, or west, what is the next state that you will end up in? Is it New York? Yes. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. That's. Uh, I, I feel like I that's it. a cousin of this this trivia fact. Yeah, Those yeah, two, yeah. They, they go together. There's a um, couple like that. Like, there's a Detroit question. I think. Ooh. Like, there's a question related to Canada and like Detroit or like somewhere in Michigan. There's a couple other ones. Mm. I'm sure yeah. some, somebody in the Discord will pipe up and. And maybe give us some other cool ones, but yeah. So yeah, join us on our Facebook group or our Discord. Tim Gomez over there posting trivia daily. We're talking about Boom. trivia every day. You can join us. Can't get enough Won't of this you? shit. <clears throat> oh my gosh, what is this? I'm looking at my document here, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions for this round. Jesus Christ, Lee! I'm gonna need. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll start Call off. The herd. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start you off with a question, a dinosaurs-related question. Okay. Kletisaurus Circle, Tyrannosaurus Trail, and Antrodemus Alley are streets in the town of Dinosaur. It's located in which U.S. state that's known for its proximity to over 800 paleontological sites. Wow, paleontological? Paleontological. <clears throat> it's exhausting to say that word. Paleontological. Um, so it's funny, when Clutty you said you have a dinosaurs question, I, I thought you were going to talk about the TV show Dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm uh, the baby. No. Gotta love yeah. me. Yep, no. Not the mama. That did uh, recently return to streaming, I, I believe. Thank um, God. But no, this is, a, this is a, a geography question, actually. Kletisaurus Circle. And uh, when I said that, I got a small giggle from the audience. And so I knew I had to circle back around to that afterwards. And I said, yes, I'm asking you where uh, Kletisaurus Circle is. It said that most men don't know where it is. So the women in the audience are probably going to have to <laughs> step up for this one. And that actually got a big laugh. So uh, if you use this question, you might want to uh, you know, take that mm-hmm. one. Clutisaurus. Clutisaurus circle. <laughs> um, I want to look up what a clutisaurus looks like now. Well, so you ask me, you say this is a geography question. I mean, the only thing that's really geographical about it is where there have been a lot of paleontological sites. Yeah, they're they're located in the United these States. These streets are located in the town of Dinosaur, so that's also, you know, kind of weird that there's a town named Dinosaur. Yeah, I mean, I would guess it's somewhere in the southwest United States, or maybe a little bit north of there. My gut is telling me Utah. I know there's a Utah Raptor, so I'm going to say Utah. No, the answer is Colorado. Fucking Home to the Great Bone Wars, Mark. You remember the Bone Wars? I don't. I remember the Boner Wars, but I don't remember the Bone Wars. All right, I'm Googling Clutisaurus Circle now, and I can't even find anything about it. So I'm concerned that this is not a thing. I mean, it's on Wikipedia. It says Clutisaurus Circle. How do they spell it? C-L-E-T-I-S-A-U-R-U-S. And the reference here is Key to the City Dinosaur from USACitiesOnline.com. 
Welcome to Dinosaur, Colorado. It was renamed uh, Dinosaur in May of 1965. That is a very 60s thing, I feel. Mm -hmm. Let's call our town Dinosaur. It was called Artesia before that. It was so named being close to Dinosaur National Monument. It also hosts national hang gliding events. It has street names like Tyrannosaurus Trail, Brontosaurus Boulevard, and Kletisaurus Circle. Has an annual Bedrock Days, a sort of city festival complete with tractor and car shows, a live band to play during all two or three days of which the festival go go on. Occasionally, a mountain lion wanders into town. <laughs> the town population was 339 at the 2010 census. So, very Jesus. small town. I didn't call it a city. It is a town, for sure. But, yeah, it's located uh, very close to... Uh, Dinosaur National Monument. So, Colorado. Cool. Here's my question for you. <laughs> for you. I hate getting stuff wrong. In baseball, the catcher and pitcher are referred to by what term? First coined in the 1860s, inspired by artilleries used in the Civil War. Justin Peterson, this one's for you, buddy. You like this boring ass sport? God, what a snooze fest! Mm. Fuck. <laughs> Have you tried Fuck. to watch baseball recently or something? Oh no! As a matter of fact, I'm listening to an episode of uh, Action Boys. They're doing Sports Timber, and uh, they're talking about the movie Major League. And in it, they're talking about a scene where, like, something happens, and one of them goes, "Hang tight! There's 160 more of these, or whatever." And I was just like, "Oh God." Can you fucking imagine? God, I'm just exhausted thinking about caring about something for 160 something games. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, the nice thing about having so many games is it kind of really like examines every team. You know, I mean, you have a lot of data to work with to figure out who really is the best for the season. How oh, great. How fantastic. Well, you know, if you're if you're like a nerdier sports fan. That might be intriguing to you. I feel like uh, watching the movie Moneyball made that a little bit more interesting to me. You know? I can see the allure. That's all I'm saying. (sighs) Civil War military equipment? Is that what you said? No. No? Uh, Not directly. In baseball, the catcher and pitcher are referred to by what term first coined in the 1860s inspired by artilleries used in the Civil War? Well, uh, cannons, muskets. uh, What else would there be? Musket and bayonet. I wonder if it's like. uh, What would you call it? You know. When they they plunge the uh, is it just a plunger to like plunge the bullet the munition down the shaft? Hmm. See what what the the catcher is throwing me off because like you don't want to be shot. <laughs> so like, what's the analogy there? Like. I'm trying to figure out, like, that's why I was going for the plunger. Like, you're, you know, one's, like, feeding into the other. But the Frontline Brigade? That sounds terrible. I can't see them using that in baseball. But I have no idea. 
So I'm going to say maybe it's close. I'll feel good if it's even close to this. The Frontline Brigade. That is very far from being okay. it. Wrong. The correct answer, so feel bad. The answer oh, is man. the battery. The oh, battery. Oh, okay. Got it. Catcher and pitcher. The battery, mm. which is what they called, you know, the artillery. Right. Battery. Okay. Mm, the Metallica song. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. I've heard it used in that term uh, or in that context before, but uh, just couldn't pull it. Good question, though. Thank you. Yeah. Birds. Birds. What is the common name for members of the over 200 species of bird in the order Strigiforms? What is the common name for members of the over 200 species of bird in the order Strigiforms? I don't, you know, I, I, I'm so sick of oversussing stuff when I don't know the answer. I just don't know this, and I don't want to overthink it. I don't want to waste people's times. I'm going to guess owl. You guessed right. God Great job. damn it. <laughs> See? <laughs> I feel like maybe Sometimes somewhere in there I had that. I don't mm-hmm. know, but you said 200. I think there's loads of fucking owls. Boom. There you go. Let's just yep. fucking do owls. And so I did it. I did owls. Very good. And it paid off in dividends. Yeah. We have our own uh, species of owl here in Cape Coral in Southwest Florida, the burrowing owl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a um, local strigiform. Yeah. That we can yeah. brag about. They're nasty, and, though. I mean, you know, respect to them. We're, like, clearly on their land. But <laughs> they, you know, it, it's not that they attack you or anything. We're not dealing with the staircase situation or anything like that. But um, they will screech at you. And yell, and it is uh, it is terrifying. Yeah, um, the owls. Of do I have another coral. question for you? Okay, you don't want to do talk I? about owls anymore? Well, no, I don't. <laughs> frankly, I don't know anything about them except they go whoo and uh, they can turn their head all the way around. Yeah, I think you're giving me one more here. All right, I was going to ask you a wrestling question, but it's going to be too easy, so I'm not going to do it. Oh man, which corporation owns the brands Gillette, Charmin, and Crest? You know, I'm not going to uh, oversuss this. I feel like, you know, this is one that I just don't know. So I'm just going to take a take a guess here and uh, not waste anybody's time. Procter and Gamble. That's correct. Yes. See, that's how it's done, folks. Sometimes you just got to go with your gut. I think these I episodes know that, could have been okay. These episodes could have been thirty minutes all along if we just never sus. Imagine another world where the questions are just like, "What president is it?" John Taylor. That's correct. Yeah, or John Tyler, not John Taylor. Well, in the eff- in the essence of keeping the ball rolling here, keeping the rhythm going, I'm going to ask you a question with uh, just a few answer potential answers here. So we might not have a long sus for this uh, last question round two. The three Stooges are category. Okay. Which of the three Stooges accidentally shot himself in the foot as a child, leading to the development of his physical comedy as well as an exaggerated walk? So that he can hide his limp. I'm going to say uh, Curly. Also correct. Very good. Yes. Yeah, Curly that Howard. I kind of, that I kind of knew. I, I will just from having. I feel like there was a time where I watched the Three Stooges when I went and visited Maine with my. I don't know if he's estranged, but um, one of my uh, one of my cousins who. 
I don't really talk to much of my family anymore, but I just remember watching a lot of Three Stooges once when I went to visit at their yeah. house, and I remember seeing him always doing like the mm-hmm. like all that weird <laughs> shit. Yeah, and I know he was very physical. Absolutely! Wow, what a fucking comeback for that second round. Yeah, we're not doing too bad. Let's uh, <laughs> let's take a little break, and then uh, we'll keep this party going with a rate my question and the third round and the last round of trivia. All right, we're back, and it's time for a rate my question. Ah, okay, <laughs> you're gonna go for it. No, okay, <laughs> you didn't say beforehand that we were gonna use someone, so I was like, Are we doing it? Mm-hmm. Here is a uh, voicemail rate my question. I don't even know who this is. We're going in blind. Here we go. Hey guys, it's uh, Miles calling here from Halifax, Nova Scotia. I have a uh, rate my question here for you. It's a music question. Um, which 90s band made a background appearance on The Simpsons after one of its members left the band he founded with his now-famous sister to become an animator on The Simpsons? Thanks. Whoa. Which 90s band made an appearance on The Simpsons after uh, one of the members left the band to become an animator on the show? The band he founded with his now famous sister. First off, this is from Miles Amaro, well, in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Thank you, Miles. He's in Canada, so I think his name is actually Kilometers. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't want to tell <laughs> him that is actually also kind of lifted from uh, Zach Galifianakis from the same uh, from the same special Live at the Purple Onion. Ah, uh, where he says he talks about going on tour with Miles Davis, and he said kilometers Davis. So can't you know? I'm not trying to be Carlos Mencia over here. I'm trying not to steal other people's jokes, but it just happened to work out that his name was Miles, and he's in fucking Canada. What can I do? Um, so this guy, I'm doing the shrug shoulders thing a lot. Wait until we get a video tour tier one day, guys. You'll get to see me being a dumbass all the time. It's a good shrug. Um, thanks. So. Background. I mean, the first band I thought of was um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Nineties band is a little. I mean, I don't think I don't necessarily think it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I thought of them because I know they were famously on a Simpson episode, Simpsons episode mm-hmm. where Homer or no was it Krusty uh, convinces them to change what Krusty I got. I get to get to put it in you to what i got i said i want to hug and kiss you or something like that and they're like that's actually way better (laughs) um (laughs) so a guy in a band quits his now famous sister Mm -hmm. 90s band yep but they made a background appearance that is it's not a cameo it's a background appearance. Right. And the idea is that 
the guy left the band and became an animator on the Simpsons and then drew the band into the background of a scene. I'm guessing. Yeah. I feel like the wording of this question might be a little, might be a little froggy. Um, Sure. But I think that's our understanding of it, right? I don't know. Is that how you interpreted the question? I still don't know. Um, the Smashing Pumpkins were on uh, the show, but again, it was a cameo. They had like dialogue and stuff. I feel like this is not a cameo. I'm thinking like this is a background appearance, like no, no dialogue. Probably it's like fans of the show will know, and fans of the somebody band will with know. a now famous sister. Yeah, that's a interesting hint. Yeah, wasn't famous at the time, but is now famous. Mm-hmm. And he founded the band with her? Well, that's another thing. I don't know if they were in the band together. Let's listen to because, it one more time. I mean, I'll tell you another thing that makes me, because you know what? Maybe it's no doubt. Because her brother was in the band and played keyboard, and he left the band. And I'm wondering if he didn't leave the band to become an animator on The Simpsons. Oh. Eric Stefani. Hmm. So is interesting. Is no doubt. Now, are they a nineties band? I mean, I think they bleeded over into the bled over into the two thousands, but I would say they are quintessentially a nineties band. Their peak period was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm saying it, it's Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just like me feeding into myself, but I'm starting to feel very good about that. Yes. I, the timeline is right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's, I mean, I the, think the, the Simpsons have been it. on for a long time, so you could get a, b- a bunch of different bands. Um, but the fact that you know that he was in the band and he left and Gwen Stefani mm-hmm. is quite famous now. She is, and her stardom has eclipsed that band's stardom. I don't, yeah, I don't like to, um, I don't really like to feed into like public discourse and I definitely don't like to really, um, like, you know, incite gossip, but from what I've heard, she's no hollaback girl. She isn't look again. I don't, do you know where I can go to find more information about this? I would say she ever spoken on this. I, I think there was an interview, an exclusive interview that was done. She did it with like Barbara Walters or something. But, you know, Barbara Walters was like, is it true that you're a Howell girl? But I can't remember what she said because I was asleep. I, I saw that interview. Now that you mentioned it, it was something about bananas or something. Anyway, <laughs> let's go with no doubt. We're going to say no diggity. The hit 90s, quintessential 90s band. No diggity. No doubt. The animator in question, Eric Matthew Stefani. Oh, my Christmas. Mark, amazing. Oh, I feel like I just got that wet for a music for a music poll. Hot damn. I feel on top of the fucking world getting that. Your 90s music trivia knowledge is just off the charts kilometers if, if you want to hear folks Bring if you want to hear mark uh just slay a 90s music quiz we've got a quiz just posted to our patreon 
sign yes. up to support the show and get access to that and several other bonus features as well. Very good, Mark. I give Thank all you. you all credit in that. I, I might have guessed Smashing Pumpkins, even though I had no idea who the brother might be or anything like that. Um, good job. All right. Let's rate this question. Well, you read it first. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it again because I don't want to. You know, I want to make sure I get it right. Give it a fair shake. Which '90s band made a background appearance on The Simpsons after one of its members left the band he founded with his now famous sister to become an animator on The Simpsons? Yeah, I feel like all the this is this is a great question. I like this. It's uh awesome multi uh uh multidisciplinary <laughs> trivia because you've got music you've got cartoons and it's it's popular categories too people love the simpsons 90s music is very popular so um i'm giving this capital p right out of the gate maybe one of the biggest p's we've ever given this is a big big old p in this oh. one this is very interesting as well capital i Built-in hint, more famous sister, brother. I love this. Given a capital B. Could it be? Short and sweet. Mm. Now, there is a lot of information at play here. And it's all it's all included. Everything you need is here. All inclusive. And I don't hate the way that this question's written. I think it's fine. But um, I can't help but feel that there's just a slightly more efficient way to to have this in here. I'm going to give this an S.5. I can't pinpoint it. I feel like, given some more time, I, I just feel bad giving an S.5 and not, like, you know, contributing a what I, I think might be a better version of the question could we both definitely could because he's reusing a lot of words he says what band and then he says again the band he started with his Mm -hmm. i mean there is definitely an easier way what 90s band was drawn into the background of an episode of the simpsons after the brother of the now famous singer quit to become an animator on the show i love that i think that's it is that it i think that's it there's Thank just you. a flow to it. It's got all the same information, but um, you know, this is uh, this is it's just yeah, it's it's a it's a writing thing. You know, I think it's a preference. I think if you asked that question, and the thing is, you're gonna want to. Okay, let me just start over. With this question, you want to get it out in a way that people can digest it. We had to listen to it a couple times you know, a yeah. few times to, to get it. And you don't want to be repeating it a lot. I always know when a question needs some rewriting, when I have maybe one or two people from different teams coming up and asking me a question about the question, mm-hmm. you know, that's exactly it's right. Uncommon for anybody to ask a question about a question. Sometimes it happens, but it's uncommon, but for multiple people to come up. And I feel like that this question is kind of like that. Like the parts are just given to you in a way that make it hard to process and yep. kind of put the the pieces together, but with a little bit of uh, rewriting, I think I think Mark nailed it there. So, yeah. Miles, I'd like to know what you think. I'd like for you to rate my question, um, or um, write my rate, or whatever we say. 
Um, yep. I'm curious to, to know what you think about that. Cause I feel it's got all the other information, but I agree with you when people come up, it's one thing to say, can you repeat it? It's another thing to be like, now who's wait, who is the mm-hmm. brother? When you say you know, this, like, do you mean right, 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 right. This or and this? that was kind of the mm-hmm. feeling I got from the original question. But I think I feel like I, I may have, I may have, if I had another minute or two, I might be able to fine tune it a little bit, but I think that's close. Yeah. It's hard because you're trying to get like the, the timeline in order for when he left the band and became a sh- uh, member animator for the show. And you know, you're, you're explaining the story of how they came to be in the show in the question. And I think, yeah, that just, it, it just deserves a little care and, just being put in the right order and uh yeah i like your version thank you i appreciate you okay well thank you so much for the uh, question miles lovely question either way mm. no matter yeah. what we rate it we we enjoyed it quite a bit a plus from me and if you would like to write us with your own rate my question if you'd like to write us with a rate my question or if you'd like to rate us with a write my question or a missed correction, or even a little no note, no, no nonsense trivia at gmail.com is the email address where you can give us a call at one nine two nine three five six six nine six six, or find us on social media. Got a movies question for you here. Okay. Appearing in films such as Lawrence of Arabia, King Ralph, and the voice of a food critic in Ratatouille, what actor holds the record? For the most Oscar nominations for acting without a win. Mm. Appearing in films such as Lawrence of Arabia, King Ralph, and the voice of a food critic in Ratatouille, what actor holds the record for the most Oscar nominations for acting without a win? Uh, Lawrence of Arabia and King Ralph are two movies that I have not seen. I have seen Ratatouille. And I remember the food critic. It's kind of a miserly, grumpy old man who is delighted to eat Remy's uh, peasant dish, Ratatouille. And uh, whoever Remy's controlling, I can't remember his name. It's uh, Fromage or something. What's his name? The, the name chef, of the l- Linguini. I can't remember. Is his name Linguini? <laughs> Probably not. Anyway, Ratatouille. I kind of want to say like Alan Rickman, but was he in Lawrence of Arabia or King Ralph? I think the character just looks kind of like Alan Rickman. Not really, but kind of. And that's what's doing that to me. If I remember correctly, King Ralph is John Goodman. Like the character that plays the titular King Ralph in that movie. But I'm not even 100% sure on that. Hmm. I just had a thought. Maybe it's Willem Dafoe, but he wasn't in Lawrence of Arabia. He was in The Last Temptation of Christ. Another desert movie. Right? <laughs> Your eyebrow furled. <laughs> don't make me second guess myself. I don't know. 
Charlton Heston, Robert Redford. Well, Ratatouille, it's a Pixar movie. Was that, did Disney own Pixar at that time? Or was that afterwards? Robert Redford, I believe, uh, was in the MCU. So there might be a Disney connection there. I don't know if he was in King Ralph or Lawrence of Arabia. It seem, They seem like movies that he might be in. That performance in Ratatouille just does not seem like a Robert Redford performance, though. And Alan Rickman, I mean, I feel like I would know if it was Alan Rickman. Like, it would be, like, obvious. Robert Redford is my uh, my guess. I'm sorry that's incorrect. Okay. Peter O'Toole is the correct answer. Oh, okay. Peter O'Toole. All right. Uh, Peter he actually O'Toole. won a... Won a uh, a special award for having been nominated um, many times and uh, not winning. Isn't that my dad? <laughs> I think I, uh, I think I may have rewritten that question as well. While you sussed, would you like to hear? I'm just kind of oh, saying this out loud for the first time. Sorry. I thought that Peter O'Toole played uh Ray's dad on everybody loves Rainbow. No. But that's somebody else. That's the yeah, guy that was, was a taxi thing? driver. Yeah, or De Niro. Robert Money. His name is uh, Peter Boyle. That's it, yeah. Peter Boyle. My final question for you, Mark, is about westerns. We're going to television. We're not going to movie westerns. We just had a movies question. I'll give you a television question here. The wealthy Cartwright family were the principal characters on what western television series? You got it. (laughs) You knew that one. I'll tell you how I knew that, too. There was a podcast on Earwolf called Bananas for Bonanza, in which they played a bunch of characters that were going to go through every fucking episode of Bonanza, which there are like hundreds. And they went through all these different episodes with special guests. And they talked about the Cartwrights and they talked, they went in depth. And it was very funny uh, okay. while also talking about how problematic it was, et cetera. So as soon as you said Cartwrights, I was like, oh, holy fucking shit. Listening to a dumb fucking podcast starring uh, fucking, they had all kinds of guests, but it was uh, it was done by Andy Daly, who I'm a very big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, Bananas for Bonanza, uh, very very good. So I like the title, fantastic. Yeah, 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 it's funny. Just for the sake of posterity, I'm just going to read the full question here. Please, the wealthy sorry. Cartwright family were the principal characters on what Western television series that debuted on NBC in 1959 and ran for 14 seasons? Hmm. Yeah, fourteen seasons. So it was hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Yeah. Yep. And they'd be like, "This is episode seventeen out of four hundred and seventy-three. I can't believe we already made it this far. I feel like it's going to end any minute now." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's that so was, many episodes. That was our final question for our quiz, and uh, it was a deciding factor. Um, a little less than half the teams getting that right. Not just uh, you know a couple, <sighs> but. You would have been in a uh, winning class there playing live, Mark. So congratulations well, for that. Thank you. And for that, I'm going to go ahead and ask you my wrestling question I was going to ask earlier. Oh, goody. I'm going to give you the harder version of it, though. Okay. Under what name did The Rock debut in 1996? Hmm. I believe that's Rocky Maivia. 
Ooh, that's not the one I have. No? No. What do you have? Flex Kavana. Oh, I'm not familiar with that, so that would not surprise me if that was like Ooh. an earlier name, maybe. Damn! Mm. I wish I wish I, my, the ori- question was originally written. Debuting in 1996, what world famous wrestler was n- known originally as Flex Cavana? Oh, that would have uh, that would have still been tough for me. I think. Damn! Actually. Yeah, you well, might. Have I'm glad. Me with that one. I'm glad. I I kind of I kind of virtually stumped you. Mm-hmm. All Fantastic. right, Dwayne Johnson. Lee, what a great time! <laughs> yes, it was. Thanks wishing you and yours uh, thank you for joining me i i wishing you and yours a uh, a safe hurricane you as well and that's it uh, folks thanks for listening please join us every friday morning for a new episode by subscribing to no nonsense trivia podcast on your favorite podcast platform you can support the no no in several ways the easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends you can also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform you can support the podcast on patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including a new Rumble Snailton, Cameron. So thank you very much, Cameron, yes. for uh, for supporting the show. We appreciate it. Cameron reaching out to me seems like a very, very cool dude and definitely even cooler for supporting the show. So thank you. A big thanks to our quiz daddies, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma and Redcrest Kitchen, Tim with Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's, it's Gil. Our team captains, Matt, Mo, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG Aaron, and DHX3. Thank you to our proverbial light keepers, Sam, Caitlin, Mike K, Adam, Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, a.k.a. Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Hank, Luke, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P., Justin Plum in the White House, and Justin M., Justin... Might have run out of time to come up with a cool nickname for Justin. I'm sorry about that, buddy. We'll get you next and, time. <laughs> he's, gotten, he's gotten plenty. And thanks to our Rumple Snailskins, Aunt Kiki, Clay, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Sai, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas at all my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike G. I got one. Justin might get animated into The Simpsons by a family member. (laughs) Perfect. And if you'd like to write us with a rate my question or a miscorrection or a little no note, or if you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Or rate us with a rate my question. Or a miscorrection, or even just a little no 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 nonsense trivia gmail.com is the email address, or you can call us at 1929 356. Six nine six six. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, No Nonsense Trivia, and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. Friendster, fucking Live Journal, Dead Journal. If you'd like to hang out with us throughout the week, we have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. Uh, the link for that is also in the show notes, or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there, along with Brad from Michigan. We can all hang out together. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, and finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. 
five stars only, please. Until next time, no nonsense listeners. Have a great week.